This is the Between the Covers podcast with hosts Deanne Malone and Rachel Trainum. We'll chat about our current dog-eared books, rom-com book club read, all things steamy, and our love of a cute romance. Jump in bed and pull up those blankets. Get cozy. It's time for Between the Covers. And we are back again with another Between the Covers podcast. Last week, we discussed the trope. And what trope was that, Deanne? Workplace romance. Which was a fun one to discuss. And I found out that Deanne has had two workplace romances. And I'm currently involved in one. In fact, I saw my workplace romance yesterday. He delivered lots of boxes of books. Nice. It was very adorable. (laughs) Um, But this week, we're actually going to discuss about the book that was for the Between the Covers book club which we have based this podcast off of. So this month of March, we read, or no, it's not March. It's Feb. Well, we read it in February. It's March now when we're recording. Yes, but, but it was February's book club book. Yeah, and we read Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And last year, did we read X-Talk for the book club? We did not. We did not. Okay, it was just one that I really enjoyed, enjoyed. reading. And that's why when I saw Weather Girl was coming out, I definitely made a note to Deanne and was like, this is one I want to have on our radar because I think it's going to be really good. And I feel okay about it, but we'll go into it later about our thoughts on the book. But first, I think let's, Deanne, you want to talk a little bit about the Between the Covers book club, like what started it, where inspiration for the book club came from, and the beginning steps of it. Sure. Well, we should say happy birthday to dog-eared books. It is the birthday of dog-eared books. So about a year ago, I walked into this amazing new bookstore that was opening in Ames, Iowa, and I fell in love. It's the cutest little bookstore ever. And I bought a lot of books there and I had, they knew I had organized book clubs for my work. And so they came to me one day and they said, would you like to do a rom-com book club for the store. And the thing we love about Dog Ears Books is they have a ton of book clubs. They're geared towards every reader, I feel like, has a place where they can have a book club at Dog Ears Books. You're definitely going to find something for everybody there. And I notice a lot of people, even though they are really a part of one book club, they still will read with another or participate in other ones and the numbers are just going up and up like the between the covers book club attendance is insane lately and the women from other worlds which focuses on um, women's sci-fi fantasy writers they had like 30 people at their last one which is bonkers we're gonna need to add on a party room space so we can have a book club space because just for book clubs yeah the store is It's getting too small for how popular it is. It is. And then they introduced me to you. Yeah. I had just started. Because we didn't know each other before. Mm -hmm. I had just started. And I remember in my interview, they asked me, you know, what type of books do I like to read? And in fact, uh, the 15th of March is when they posted my job like posting. And I was going back and forth like, do I apply for it? And my friends had all sent it to me because I was in a really rough spot at that time. But it ended up being good. And I think I submitted it on the like second to last day of being able to submit it. And because I honestly, I I went back and forth on if I felt like I was good enough for the job. And 
just a few weeks later, <laughs> all was right in the world. And I was working at a bookstore, but Amanda asked me, you know, what type of books do you like to read? And I said, I really love rom-coms and memoirs, and I read a lot of general fiction. Those are my go-tos, even though I do try to read outside of that. And she was like, oh my gosh, rom-coms, like romance. Because I guess out of the booksellers, they didn't really have a lot of romance readers. And they were talking about book clubs and they're like, oh no, we, we, we have this woman, Deanne, coming in to do a rom-com book club. I was like, oh, and she's like, is that okay? I was like, oh no, I don't want to be the main host. I was like, please, no, 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 of course that's okay. And I'm like, from what they told me about you, I'm like, she sounds very fully qualified and the right woman to be leading this book club. And they spoke just as highly of you. And they're like, you are going to love her. And I think we were together maybe maybe two minutes before we had settled on Christina Lauren's soulmate equation and we knew that we were (laughs) matched book wise all you Um, have to say is Christina Lauren and I will be like yup take my money I will read anything they write and it was a single mom book and I'm Mm -hmm. a single mom and you don't see that a lot in romance Mm -hmm. books so I was so excited to read that one and it was special because we actually got to talk with them during that you book arranged club meeting. all of that. No, you <laughs> commented and then I just did the other work. You got it going. So I yeah, say so dual effort, I got but. to just kind of randomly post on an Instagram post and Rachel got to do all the work. So it was <laughs> totally even. <laughs> hey, I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad one bit. But we had so much fun and they called in and it, it also had a genetics vibe to it. And we have mm-hmm. a lot of scientifically minded readers and so they just had the most fun with feminist reading thank you Allie Hazelwood for that I love that word so much I know oh you're gonna love her feminist uh three novella series that is coming out because I listened to the first one on audio so good but back to the between the covers book club so how what what is if someone is new coming into it what will they expect so we we pick books about six months at a time. We try to not pick the same book. So we try to have different characters, different authors. We found out at our last podcast that we might focus a little heavier on workplace romances than we intended to. Yeah. But, we but that's try- not our fault. If that's what the people are writing, that's what is out there. Um, and then the other thing that I've noticed is we've got a lot of mental health books coming up, mm-hmm. but we do have mental health professionals in our rom-com book club. And I know when I read Weather Girl, I'm sitting there reading it thinking, I cannot wait to hear what they say. Yeah. And thankfully they both came and we got some really great insight on that piece of it. But yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it's truly just a book club for anybody. And you don't have to buy the book from the bookstore. You don't have to read the book to come. It's get the book from the library, borrow it from a friend, you know, get the ebook, the audiobook, whichever is your jam for what you want to read. And come hang out because it's pretty fun. And the conversations usually, not usually, they're always ending up in giggles at some point. So it's a lot of fun. There was a lot of laughter. <laughs> so this week we are talking about Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. Deanne, do you want to give like a little synopsis about this book? Sure. So should I flip? I have have the book on the table here. Looking at the book. Okay. Ari and Russell work together at the TV station. She is the weather girl. And I'm putting that in quotes. (laughs) 
Um, he is the sports guy and the lead anchors at the TV station are a divorced couple. So they used to be married. They're not. They're toxic. They really make everybody's life miserable. Which is just so, so unacceptable. So wrong. Every bit about that relationship. I'm even I was questioning it. I'm like, you have you are they were fully aware of what they were doing and creating such a horrible environment, too. Have you ever seen the movie The Ugly Truth? Yes. That's the couple. In my head, that was the couple the whole time. Okay. They were just that toxic, formerly yeah. married couple and yeah. hating each other. So Ari and Russell decide in their infinite wisdom that life will be better if these two people can get back together. Mm -hmm. So they start planning all of these shenanigans. There's no other word for it. I love the word shenanigan. It's such a good word. And it's March. We should use the word more often. (laughs) I think I use shenanigan to describe our podcast. In the bio. (laughs) There are shenanigans. So they try to get Torrance and her ex together. And they create all of these manufactured situations and it always goes just a little wrong and ends up pushing Ari and Russell together too. But Russell's got some secrets that he doesn't really want a lot of people knowing. We saw that push together coming from a mile away though between Ari and Russell because come on, they had both been eyeing each other and he was this quiet sports guy and she was very in her weather girl element. I, I don't know, like obviously it's supposed to be obvious. But it was very obvious they were going to be coming together at some point. (laughs) To everyone except for them. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Because they wouldn't... (laughs) How would they know what's going on in their own lives and brains? And Ari has just come off a relationship where she disclosed some of her mental health struggles. And the guy was like, see ya. Right. Which is wrong. It was very wrong. However... She hid that from him for a lot of years. How long? They were together, what, like 10 years or something like that? I could see his frustration. I don't think he handled it the best, but I also don't believe she handled it the best. Totally agree. And I'm not saying that just because you're in a relationship and anybody is privy to your mental health information, but that also shows that there's a lack of... Connection, if you don't find that trust in that relationship. I don't think it was handled properly, of course, but that adds to a lot of the conflict and it added a lot to Ari's behavior of being in a relationship. So it made sense. But when it comes to mental health, it's hard to accept your own mental health. Uh, Me personally, I have struggled my entire life with that. And only this past year have I actually made significant strides towards making myself feel better again. So like I get that struggle and it's yeah. always hard, easy to be like, well, I would have done that differently or I can't believe they did that. Of course. So I liked, I did appreciate that that gave a very realistic view of how people, you know, I know people say there's still a ton of stigma and I appreciate that there's so much conversation happening now because it was not like that when I was growing up. And um, so I appreciate the conversations and it's just interesting to see how everybody handles it. And so it makes me wonder, you know, is that how the author would have handled it? Or if the author does have mental health struggles, is that how she handles those sort of conversations with significant others or people in her life? Well, and it's really funny if you think about how much our outlook on mental health has changed in the amount of years that they would have Mm -hmm. been together. Exactly. And maybe when they first got together, 
That is how a lot of people handled it. But now it seems like the wrong idea because we talk about these things now. Of course. And it just made her so gun shy. And I mean, she also was growing off of the experience of what she saw her mother, her mother who really, really had some severe mental health struggles. And basically her husband, Ari's dad, just left because he couldn't handle it anymore. So I could totally see why that's like a scary thing for her because then he did. He just left after she announced it, but it was a different situation. Her dad was fully aware of her mom's mental health and chose not to do anything. This guy was unaware, handled it poorly, which I don't think they would have been happy anyways because his family doesn't seem like nice people. Yeah. And she needed to be with Russell anyway. Oh, yeah. Softy. He is a softy. So sweet. And his daughter is even sweeter. Love his daughter. Just a forewarning, we'll probably do some spoilers in this episode. So we are talking the book. So we've come really close already. (laughs) I'm like trying to be vague, but we're talking about the book. So that just means we're going to talk about everything. I'm going to say that now. Is that okay with you? (laughs) Works for me. So if we're going to have a spoiler alert. Let's do it now. If you haven't read the book, you probably want to pause now, come back after you've read the book, Mm -hmm. and then... But you can definitely come back for the trope episode. Yes. Or I guess the trope episode was before this. So the tropes are totally... You can go for all those trope episodes, but the book episodes, I I just... They're going to have spoilers. They're going to have spoilers, because we're here to talk about the book, and... Things I have in the book, so bring on the spoilers. And I'm a person that likes spoilers, so if... You out there also like spoilers? I'm glad I'm in good company. (laughs) So for me, the biggest spoiler on this book is that all along, the older divorced couple was really just going along with these shenanigans because they were trying to get Ari and Russell together because everyone decided that those two needed to be together. And I loved that part of the book. Such a plot twist. That was probably one of the only really big, big parts that I did love because I did not see that coming. When they got called into the office, I was like, oh, shit. So much trouble. Yes. I was like, oh, my God, no. But I thought how she reacted was so dumb. I'm just going to say it. I did not understand her total, like... Overreaction. Yes. And I know I've overreacted, but in fact, I overreacted about something this past weekend. But hey, voted most dramatic in high school for a reason. (laughs) That was just bonkers to me because I was like, you're already dating this guy. You're into him. And then you find out your bosses who were formerly married. They are divorced now, cause issues. You're trying to get them back together. Meanwhile, you know you're starting a relationship. You've met this guy's daughter and been around her. You're invited to her bat mitzvah. And then deuces. Nope, can't handle it. It just, uh, I just didn't think that was handled well. I do think maybe she was still rung up from the prior conversation. And so it was just piling on. And she, but I would have right, laughed though. I would have laughed. Because I was laughing so hard when I was reading the book. I'm like, Whew. oh my gosh, I was laughing too. And then when she gets so serious and upset, I was like, oh, it's like that. It's like a moment where you see someone like get injured, but you think they're okay and you start laughing, but then they're not okay. Yeah. That was exactly how I felt while reading. I was like, oh my God, I shouldn't be laughing right now. But that was like really funny. It was really You're missing funny. out on the, the problem, but. That she's so upset about. 
that really annoyed me. I'm not going to lie. I almost was like, I struggled through the end of the book after that because I just, I did not think that made sense. The, the, I think popular opinion at the book club and we had lots of opinions. Yeah. So tell me pieces. Deanne made it to book club, obviously, because she's the host. I was unable to make it. Which I kind of think is fun because now I'm going to get to hear what everybody thought. And there was a bunch of people at book club. So I'm guessing there were a lot of opinions on it. We had ranges. So we had everybody rate the book. And we had a really wide range of of votes for this book. A lot of people thought that the the fake conflict. We always know there's going to be a fake conflict Mm -hmm. that tears them apart. And it always can be resolved with better communication. Oh, right. That's what it is. We know that's a rom-com. You can't communicate in a book. Don't you know that? Yeah, it's against the the rules. (laughs) But they thought that was a little overdone. And so she kind of went a little bit out of range on that one. Right. And so that, I think, was a popular... You were not alone in that opinion. Yeah. Did you have them read it out of, like, five? I did. We did out of... From one to five, but I let them use halves and quarters. So we had everything from two and a half to... Four and a half. Okay. And everything in between. Oh, actually, two and a half to five. And the average was 3.88 when it was all. I could see that. I think I gave it a three star rating myself. And I just, I, one, that made a big issue for me at the end. Um, Two, I started reading the book and I go, I'm pretty positive I've seen this movie. And that's what really got me. And then the movie I was thinking of was set it up it's a netflix movie with zoe deutsch and oh gosh i can't think of the guy's name he's he's in the new top gun too oh yeah what's his name Uh, whatever it doesn't matter anyways so i'm reading the book i'm like this reminds me so much of that and then i go to the beginning of her book there's like an author's note and she said that that movie inspired her to write this book and that really bothered me and for me, it was the ugly truth. I just, yeah. like, I had that couple in my head the whole entire time. I don't know that I really pictured Katherine Heigl as Ari, but just the whole time it was her, mm-hmm. the, that elder couple. Right. They weren't elder. They're not the elder. <laughs> the older couple in my mind was yeah. the from the ugly truth, which just made it. Even funnier because they were hilarious. I understand there's only so many new stories you can write. But regardless, this was basically that movie. Yeah. And then she even said, I don't know, that just really bothered me. And that, again, ruined it because I read, I was reading the book and then I went and read the author's note. So it was still early in the book. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, no. Now I have that TikTok. Oh, no, no, no. Stuck in my head. This is what happens. When COVID puts us all in our homes <laughs> and we're stuck with Netflix for inspiration instead of real life crazy people. Right. Oh my gosh. But I, I am glad I don't want to read any COVID romance stories. Nor do I. Uh, don't make me go through that. I can't. I haven't. I'm going to flat out ignore any of that. I can't even read any sort of like pandemic y end of the world, world book. We. It reminds me of the conversation we had with Christina and Lauren about soulmate equation mm-hmm. because at the end, Fuzzy 
and fizzy. Fizzy. I keep doing it. <laughs> you looked at Dan. Looked at me like, ha! I got it right. I got this it right time. this time. It's fizzy. Fizzy. I need to go back fuzzy. And read that book. <laughs> fizzy and the main character cannot be in the coffee shop, so they're communicating over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And we said, did this predate COVID or yeah. was it post COVID? And she laughed, and they laughed and said, no, but they live far enough apart that they've been mm-hmm. operating that way for. A while Far longer themselves. than yeah. the rest Which of us. I don't mind that whole Zoom thing, but I just... It was a small part of the book. It wasn't Nobody whole, had a good pandemic time, and we're no. still, like, in it. And our world has changed, and we just want to read without having to suffer. I don't like a lot of reality in my fiction. <laughs> especially my rom-com fiction. Right. And that, there's certain fiction I will go in for a more serious, you know, realistic experience. Not with my rom-coms. Don't do that to me. Don't give me the romance of a pandemic. But there's... I do like the stimulus twist where there's oh. a little more substance. Yes. I, don't, I love I don't mind the substance. smutty science. Yeah. Steminist. Oh, such a good word. I love it. That's a win. Um, oh, I think it was interesting, too, because I read X-Talk, which was Rachel Lynn's other book. Was that her fir- her first book? I can't I remember. Know. I think it was her debut. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty positive it was her debut. We're checking Goodreads. No, she had one in 2020. Mm. Today, tonight, tomorrow. Hmm. Wait, I thought X Talk came out in 2020. It was 2021. Oh, I forgot what year we were in right now. This is 2022. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't aware. Oh, she's got a lot. Oh, okay. Well, I first read from her X Talk, and I loved that one. I liked it way more than Weather Girl, which is funny because a lot of people felt opposite that I've talked to. I haven't read X Talk yet, but I think Amanda recommended it mm-hmm. to me. It's enemies to lovers, and but it's just like funny because they have to fake being in a relationship for a podcast. I have to read it. <laughs> I loved it so much. But when There's I was... a movie like that, too. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <sighs> There's a movie for everything, I'm sure. That's true. But what I was going to say is one of her things that I saw that she had said, the difference between X-Talk and Weather Girl, was that she wanted to write a very steamy scene. And in X-Talk, it was... There was, like... I mean, there was... It was fine, but it wasn't, like... There wasn't an explicit steam scene and this one definitely had more of an explicit scene but even then I felt it was very mild I would call this one mild yeah. so we what's we your have, pepper rating for this I would say two and a half or three mm-hmm. it took so long to get there it was a slow burn to yeah. it and, and I'm not a fan of slow burns I don't think I don't mind the slow burn as long as I get something good yeah unlike it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey <laughs> That Deanne was like, you have to read, which I wanted to read eventually anyways, but we're reading her, the sequel to it, um, for March for book club and whole boy, (laughs) that's about the sound I made when I was reading the steam scenes and it happened one summer, but... So I think maybe the first question I asked you and Amanda was, how steamy do we want to get? Yeah. And we decided early on that we were going to pick a range. Mm -hmm. 
and see what people like. People like the steam. People like the steam. I picked The Bookish Life of Nina Hill for <laughs> August. And people were not as much a fan of that book as I was. They come for the romance. Um, We picked Kiss Quotient and they loved it. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? I messaged my like book club and because I looked on Goodreads and I was like, okay, no one except for two other people have read It Happened One Summer. And so I messaged my book club because they're all about the eggplants. And (laughs) I said to them, you all need to read this book. It makes Kiss Quotient look like a book for middle schoolers. <laughs> Which, if true. you've read Kiss Quotient, is not a book for middle it's schoolers. It's not a book for middle at all. schoolers, but it is much tamer. But on the level of like what you get, like, whoa. Can I just say? There was an ass-eating scene, which I'm not judging, but I just was not expecting it. Because one, I've never read it in a book. And two, it just was like out of left field was not prepared for that. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> so I picked Kiss Quotient previously with my five mm-hmm. chili peppers for steam. And I thought it happened when summer would appeal to the group because they had liked Kiss Quotient <laughs> so much and they always kept telling us more steam, more steam. So we picked Hick, Line, and Sinker, which is not the same as it happened one summer. So now I'm afraid that I am going to get I'm picking all these books now that the ones that I love well, and I am I just no, advocate you'll be fine are not because the steamy ones. So I think I'm gonna get a reputation as the You're not, not alone on the picking of the books. I assist. You assist. And we we don't get to preview all of them before no, we have we to put them on. We don't. I could have previewed Hook, Line, and Sinker forever ago, but I forgot. I still would have picked it because <laughs> then I can still make people talk about it yeah. happened with summer. Yeah. I always preface it happened with some, one summer with how steamy it is and that there are... I had a person in the bookstore today and they want a rom-com. And I said, how steamy do you want to get? They're like, oh, I like steamy. I said, this one's really, really steamy. And they're like, okay. But I ended up sending them off with um, Eight Perfect Hours, which is... So, I haven't read that one Oh, yet. my gosh. And that's not really, like, steamy at all. It's a very yeah. sweet romance. And that's what you typically get. I am blinking on the author's name. She also wrote Dear Emmy Blue. I can look it up. Thank you. I've been telling everybody that they need to read It Happened One Summer before they read Hook, Line, and Sinker. Oh, for sure. Because not only is Hook, Line, and Sinker a slow burn, Mm -hmm. we'll get to that later, but the whole entire book of It Happened One Summer was a slow burn Mm -hmm. waiting for them to... I finished that book thinking, okay, when does Hannah and Fox get their book? And so if you add the two books together, it is a really slow burn. And... In Amanda and Ellen, so the co-owners of Dog-Eared Books, I made a little pop into their podcast, Bubbles and Books, and I talked about Hook, Line, and Sinker, and I mentioned Fox's name, and Amanda's like, ooh, that's a sexy name. And it is a sexy name. So It is. A se- he's a sexy You kind of know what you're getting with that. Leah Lewis. Right Leah as I Lewis. thought. I remembered it yep. right as you were clicking on it. So yep. Leah Lewis's books are just very sweet. They're not going to be open door by any means. But so she walked away with that and um, Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly, which I absolutely adored. It's 
cooking show competition meets just overall cuteness. So I guess what's that? And then it also features a non-binary character, which I greatly appreciated having that kind of diversity in a story. So I recommend that. Even though we're talking about Weather Girl. I don't recommend Weather Girl. I just don't. It's not going to be one I'm going to tell people to read. So I will say this. This came out loud and clear. And again, I was so excited to hear from our mental health professionals Mm -hmm. what they thought of this book. Because we did like the fact that it addressed mental health issues direct. And again, we try to have different things for us to talk about. And so one of them said that they actually use this book as an example of what a therapist should do. So the whole scene with the therapist, the therapist is doing all of the right things and is a really good portrayal and positive portrayal of the therapist. So if you have anybody asking for that. With a mental health look, you know, with how many people I see have loved this book, I'm like, oh, this is just one of those moments where I'm the weird one and everybody else seems to really enjoy it. I liked the twist with the... Yeah. I love the twist at the end with the old So this is for people who love a twist, who love a really great communication story about mental health and romance and just rediscovering who you are truly and discovering a healthy what a healthy relationship looks like. The other thing the book club members really liked was that he was not the perfect image of what you expect a guy it was a real body on a guy right and he was oh a single dad oh my gosh we haven't even talked, oh, we about, didn't even talk about that well not even just his daughter who was the cutest thing on the earth right like i want her and what's her face from soulmate equations daughters to be like besties because oh, and i'm pretty awesome. sure they're all in seattle so but crossover best friends soulmate equation was san diego wasn't it oh it was san diego I don't know why. I think Silicon Valley because I think of his job. Yeah. Well, California. They can be besties. Road trip. Anyways, I loved his ex. Um, the way they handled the transition of time with their daughter. Um, the way she responded with meeting Ari. And he was obviously uncomfortable, but that just felt like a dude thing. So, like, that felt very natural. But... What a solid relationship to bond together over a a teenage pregnancy. You know, they Mm -hmm. tried making it work. It didn't work. And they're doing what's best for their daughter. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, overbearing parents. But she also loves and appreciates that of her parents. And I just thought, hands down, that is a solid way to handle, you know, parents not being together and sending a kid back and forth because that's a difficult thing. And... I I loved how that was handled and I appreciated that. It was another really positive image of what mm-hmm. things should be, mm-hmm. which kind of made the contrast between Ari acting in ways she shouldn't so much stronger because everybody's doing the things right. that should be. But really, you wouldn't have got that therapist scene in there if You're she had problem. <laughs> but she was working on it. Yeah, she, she was, was working, working on, on it. her issues. And so mm-hmm. we love her. Yeah. You know, I always find that when I talk out a book, I end up wanting to like it more. So that overall has definitely changed my opinion. I went back. I did give it four stars. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Now, after all, I mean, I still feel pretty confident in my three star. But I think when talking with people, that'll give me a new insight to book selling it. Mm -hmm. So 
I think it's just a matter of listening to what a reader is wanting and being able to direct them to that because I think that'll be a really good conversation starter and a really good example of a lot of different conversations. And if you're looking for a book to talk about with other people, it made for great conversation Mm -hmm. at book club. Cool. I think it was a good pick. Yay. And what are we reading next month? (laughs) Next month, if you haven't figured out this month, because it's March now. I'm really bad about figuring out what time it is. March 26th at 7 p.m. If you're in Ames, Iowa, stop by Dog-Eared Books and talk about Hook, Line, and Sinker with us. We're a little excited about this book if you haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I'm sure we will mention it a few more times Seen in this in the next episode. How we diverted our entire conversation towards yeah. it. I highly recommend that you read It Happened When Summer first. I think it adds to the slow burn <gasps> and really Just makes saying. you need these two to get together. Um, but we will talk way more about that <laughs> book later. I'm excited for it so much fun thank you all for listening and we will see you in a couple weeks for book club or the next podcast yay thanks for listening to the between the covers podcast you can follow deanne at eodbrt and rachel at more than the pages on instagram and everything podcast related at at between the covers pod between the covers pod is produced by our local indie bookstore dog-eared books in ames iowa Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with all your amazing people in your life.